Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. <laughs> how's, how's everybody doing? Oh, man, I'm doing so good. I'm thriving. No, oh, yeah, you are. Just of doing, course you just are. Just doing great. Doing great over here. <laughs> My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched... Scream! Scream! Five cream! As it was yeah. briefly known. There are certain rules to surviving. Believe me, I know. They always come back. The killer is a part of something in the past. This one just feels different. A scream for the sequel. Yeah, Scream 4 Part 2. Yeah. Uh, obviously spoilers. Yeah, this uh, is, we're going to, oh man, it's going to be so lousy with spoilers. Yeah, it's a who You're, you're not you even going to be able to take two steps without spoilers slapping you wetly in the face. Yeah, so this is the new Scream. It's the directors of Ready or, Ready not. or not, Yeah, which I really like Ready or Not. So did I. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, so I, I said Scream 4 Part 2, and honestly, that's kind of my feelings on this. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Uh, it's it's an attempt to reboot the franchise for a new generation again. It was yeah. like, all right, that last one clearly didn't work. Let's try again. Yeah. And yet it didn't do anything differently is um, my hot take. I disagree. Um, I, the main the main difference between this and, and Scream 4 is that this one actually attempted to spotlight a new cast of characters, whereas Scream 4 killed off every single one of them. Yes, which was funny. That was a funny idea, I thought. Yeah. Uh, this one does keep characters around. You're right. Um, yeah, what, what did you think of this movie? Um, I thought it was fine. I also thought it was fine. I, I thought, real quick, I thought it was about as good as the fifth Scream movie could be, I think. Right. Well, okay. Yeah. So I do and don't disagree with that because here's the thing. Uh, I was a little disappointed by this movie and maybe that's on me. Maybe uh -huh. what, what, what am I expecting from a fifth screen, you know? Yeah. Um, but here's why I was excited for this movie uh, as a fifth screen. And here's why it disappointed me is that watching the trailers, these directors are great. Yeah. There's no denying that. Uh, and in the trailers, this movie looked beautiful. Like, the cinematography looked beautiful. Uh, and so, you, like, just from the trailer and seeing, like, Dewey in the hallway, right? In the yeah, trailer. Yeah, that's a good shot. Yeah. And seeing, like, this face-off and seeing, like, these really cool, like, the, I, don't, I don't actually think it ended up in the movie. Like, the shadow of Ghostface uh, on the wall. It felt like it was a good chance to kind of redefine the series um in a way where it's like okay you got your fifth movie right yeah. uh, so obviously the the ideal way to make this movie is to not make it uh you know uh mm -hmm. it's uh, i thought maybe they were gonna do something 
So, like, you can't avoid that. Uh, so I thought it would be, just be more compelling in the actual scenes of the murders yeah. and the, the action and the movie. And it ultimately, it just felt like, yeah, yeah, there's just people in houses again. It's, like, more, that's it's more of the same. All the screams, yeah. It's, it's more of the same. I think it does it well. You know, it does it, it well. It's a, it's a good it, it's a good imitation of Wes Craven. It's a right, good I, it's a good imitation of Halloween and like that kind of suburban horror uh, whodunit slasher movie. Um, yeah. it's just it's it's a perfectly fine example of it. I think. Yeah, I just feel like, and it's not really on the directors. I I mean, I don't know who it's on. I don't know what the producers are. You know, who's holding the who's insisting they do certain things, but it just it feels largely stagnant. Uh, like you look, you look at the first three movies and you know, not great. No. Like Scream 3. Uh, but they are progression. Meaning that you have the first one, which is obviously we both, we were both teens. We were both supple teens when that Mm -hmm. came out, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, and it, 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 you know, it did a, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. And then Scream 2 actually kind of upped the ante. Like, it, the, the murders are a little more elaborate. There's a <clears like throat> car. There's, like, the yeah. car scene. Yeah. Um, it, it did a little more. And then it, it, it largely brings it back to Sydney, right? The killer has a motivation that's very clear. Yeah. Uh, and then the third one, kind of the same deal. It brings it to Hollywood, to the idea of scary movies where it all began. Um it ups the, the the stakes more there's the explosion there's the you know it's it's trying to do stuff that is like for better or for worse different and an escalation of the series right yeah i would say it's not upping the stakes so much as expanding the canvas yes yeah 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 uh and it and it's like okay cool like we're in hollywood now it's screaming hollywood uh and the second one it was like on this campus and so it's like okay new environments you know, the idea that someone can get killed, like in Scream 2, like in a crowded theater. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's doing this stuff that's like, okay, we haven't really seen that. And there's always this meta aspect. And so it always has to be kind of one step ahead because it's being so meta that it can't, it can't sort of like, it's it holds itself up to these standards because it's meta. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then 4 came along and they're like, back to Woodsboro. And then it, it felt like that that's the one where it's like it's not about sydney anymore and the killers are just sort of stew and billy ripoffs you know uh and it's all about that it's all about the remake and it's this it starts getting more and more meta whereas like the first three i would say the meta is like there but it's not the point i mean in three it, it three is out the window three is out the window yeah, yeah. but you know what i mean where it's it's kind of it's and like the killers were all kind of had clear motivations and these last two they both feel like they're just like super meta killers where they're like we're doing it because it's a movie yeah and they're just sort of doing the same performance as the original film and that's what i mean is like i was kind of hoping this one would do something else make a killer that isn't just a drooling maniac that yeah that isn't just like eh, it's all big movie and it, it, it's all just that again and right and like this one i've seen <clears throat> it get a little bit of praise uh for it being oh well it's about toxic fan culture and i'm like is it yeah it's because not it's really because it's not really it's just that's the motive that the killers spit out at the end that they're fans of the original series and they're they don't like the direction that the series has gone in, so they're trying to get it back to basics because they feel betrayed by the franchise. And that's really the only meditation 
on toxic fan culture yeah. that there is in the movie is just having the two killers spit that out as exposition as their motive at the very end so it's like right it's basically just the first movie again with the killer's motivation slightly rewritten exactly and i would say four is the same where yeah they're like, four is the same it's the remake baby we're the remake and so it just feels like yeah like i almost i liked it better when someone would be like yeah i'm billy loomis's mother and it's like oh i see what you're why you want to kill her yeah. you know like it it, it just it, and so it's like Give us a new type of killer. And in the first number one. And in the first movie, um, you know, Stu, not with I think Stu's just a maniac, but Billy uh Skeet has a genuine oh, motive. Uh, yes, he has a motive and too. And then yeah. he he uses his love of scary movies to execute that motive. Right. Like it's not he's not murdering because he loves scary movies. He's murdering because he has a very personal vendetta against Sydney about all the shit that happened with uh his family and then the cotton weary stuff and then he just because he's a fan of scary movies that's how he carries out his murders he's like well I'm just going to do it like the movies that I like right so you have this so you have the stagnation of the story elements right where it's like okay it's all it's all the same stuff as scream 4 more or less uh and so that's when I was like okay it doesn't check that box off of being like an interesting reason for a new one it feels like it's just a producer who was like we need a new one yeah and they're like got it we'll do it so the the other side of that is like okay well give me a really interesting execution and that's like yeah there's a couple good kills but yeah like remember in the first scream where people actually got gutted <laughs> i mean spoilers ahoy david arquette gets gutted in this movie yeah but it, it's still not at nearly as gnarly it, well, there's no they, intestines spilling they they got a, they almost got an x-ray and they had to cut the intestines out of the first wow. one yeah yeah they did they had, You're to right. cut, they had to cut old drew barrymore's guts out of the first i guess movie. what i'm getting at is that then we get to the execution and kills and they're fine in this movie but i i feel like it's gonna blend like it's there was nothing that stood out um i think what stands out is the viciousness of it because uh, it's the yeah. it's the it's the ready or not guys who are good at heaping punishment onto a character like john mcclain uh yes. which they do with the first victim and in, in the opening of the movie who doesn't get killed which i uh, i thought was a, an interesting I liked that yeah i thought that was that a cool was subversion cool. it's like oh yeah. she doesn't she survives but they beat the shit out of her throughout the movie um, right. And for some reason, she's not the main character. And I want to talk about that in a second. Yeah, that um, was weird. So, and then in, in subsequent killings, like when Marley Shelton gets killed and when one of the two twins gets, we think, killed, but he, he winds up surviving. It's just when the when Ghostface stabs somebody in this movie, he stabs the shit out of them. He does. Like 15 times uh, rapidly. It's real brutal. Um, and I think that's one probably the primary distinction that this movie has over any of the others is it's a little more visceral in terms of uh when ghostface attacks somebody which i appreciate because it's the point uh it gets to the point of where you're really genuinely like wincing and you're like i don't want to see this person get hurt right. because it's going to be gnarly it's sort of like hostile where it's like i really don't want to see this person get hurt and that yeah generates tension because you're like it's going to be awful when it happens and i don't want to see that there's definitely some gnarly stabbing and stuff it just feels like 
I guess the gutting isn't the thing I should like. It's more of like the garage door in the original. Yeah, there was like there... having something creative. Like it felt like it was all. When's the killer gonna jump out? Oh, the killer come jumps out. They run. They fight them off. They hold them back. They do it multiple times where someone's holding the killer back and the knife is coming at them. Yeah, and then they and then they die. And I don't know. Or it, sometimes they don't. I, I actually. Or sometimes I they actually don't, appreciated yeah. that. It's it's like. And this movie even doesn't really go that far with it, but like getting stabbed is gnarly. Like you don't you don't need oh, to no, it's, like yeah, even you don't want to do it. Even though Scream has always had those sort of like weird environment kills, I'll call them. <laughs> like yeah. like when you uppercut someone into the pit in Mortal Kombat. So you have the garage door in the first one and there's like a car I think in the second one. Uh yeah, he throws somebody out the window and beats them with a frying pan in the third someone one. Out. In the third one, he yeah, yeah. blows someone up. Yeah. There, yeah, there's a lot of... Well, there's a lot of games with the environment that yeah. they play mm -hmm. that I don't think this movie really does. This movie doesn't play with the geography the way that uh, Wes Craven would in the originals, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, um, he, he had a lot more fun with the geography. Like, this, this movie ends in Stu's house, so it's the same house from the first movie, but... Whereas in the original Scream, that house really becomes like a mouse trap, like a maze, right. where he yeah. just he keeps playing with the geography of it and 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 showing you more and more of the house where they the characters have to get they get chased through and and Ghostface keeps popping up from weird angles and there's like uh, climbing out the window and the garage door and all this other. Uh, it, this movie yeah. doesn't really do that, even though they make a big deal out of it being in Stu's house, it really only uses the living room and the, the stairs landing, and that's that's yeah. really it. We don't even see remember, the garage, which I thought was weird. Yeah, remember like the 30 second delay with the camera? That was a cool idea, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And I didn't, I just didn't think there was, it was yes, these are, uh, again, I love Ready or Not, yeah. and I think this is really well made, this movie. Yeah. Um, But generally speaking, it felt like it was lacking in that like it was it was like not nearly as creative as i expected it to be in the way the actual kills happen yeah it wasn't it wasn't very clever yeah um and so it's like okay well the story there's nothing really there i actually I, did you know who the killer was immediately cuz i did and I, it was i knew who the killer i knew who one of the killer was from the trailer and within the opening six minutes of the movie, I knew who both of them were. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know who the girl was, the, I, the I teenage girl. I guessed her pretty quick just because, and, and you know, that's, and that's not necessarily a, a knock against the movie because if you pay attention, no. if you pay attention, it's obvious who the murder is because one of them won't be around. Yeah. It's very much like the first scream too, yeah. where it's like, well, who's around and who isn't. Um, I, I just guessed it was him because he's the most Why famous would, one yeah exactly <laughs> yes. Why would you cast him like the yeah. moment he sat down i literally said when he sat down for the folding alley i was like oh that's the killer well yeah you're from um, from all the from all the trailers yeah. as soon as we as soon as they show jack quaid in the trailer you're like well he's the killer yeah like, because of course he's the killer outside of the three main the three main characters you know uh nev campbell courtney cox and david arquette he's the most famous person so you're yeah. like well you wouldn't cast him if yeah, it was like, exactly. And especially once the movie gets going and you see that he's very firmly in a supporting boyfriend role to the main character, you're like, well, he's obviously the killer. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like, it's also it's also a problem with. Uh, so this is where we get into the meta stuff where it's like there's really only so much these could do. Um, I really wanted it to be a stranger. 
for that reason because i was trying to think so you're they're calling out all this meta stuff right yeah they do for and i liked i I really liked it when it was done i wouldn't call it subtly but quietly like when they do this thing where someone's walking through the house and they keep opening doors and setting up the door reveal of you close the door and there's the killer behind it Mm -hmm. and i thought that was cute that was funny um but they they keep setting up this the the meta stuff and the problem with that is that if you're not ahead of it, then you have everybody thinking about it. Like, for example, like, why would they clear out the party at the end? Like, why would they ever do that? They just say, everybody leave. And it's like, yeah, everybody leave so we can have the third act here. Yes. Like, that, Like, and it's like, you wouldn't do that. Or Dewey not shooting him in the head. Like, Dewey's death was well done, but the moment itself, very stupid, I thought, because it was like, Oh, you're just, you're doing the dumb thing that in a horror movie, dumb people do that this movie is supposed to call out. Um, and, and it just felt like n- unearned, like versus like the first movie where Nev Campbell's like, oh, she runs up the front stairs when she should be running out the front door. And then they craft a moment that causes her to go up the f- the stairs. That's like kind of believable, you yeah. know? Mm hmm. As opposed to Dewey saying, like, I got to go back and shoot this guy in the head. And then he points the gun and then just, like, doesn't do it for a second. And his phone rings. And it's just like, just shoot him. Or, like, why didn't you immediately shoot him? Like, it's hard to make one of these films with these characters if it's like you the killer should have been shot in the face in the first 10 minutes if this was truly going to overcome the meta-ness you know what i mean yeah yeah too. and it's I, like well then you can't have a movie yeah so. yeah so you got to give them some leeway but yeah i think it just goes back to it's not as uh clever as i yeah. would have hoped especially coming from the ready or not guys um yeah i think you can i mean the the explanation for why they clear the party out is the party is at one of the killer's house and she when they show up she announces okay party's over so and that was their plan to get the main characters there so they could murder them so that's why they're kicking everybody out um but like the main characters should have maybe been like well that doesn't make any sense why are we throwing everybody out we're just here to get her inhaler or whatever yeah they're just going to get her inhaler and leave and that's what they should be doing and yeah it, it just feels there's little things like that where it's like, why are you, I don't know why you're doing this except that you're actually in a horror movie. Yeah. So when you're talking about when they're playing with the jump scares, for example. Yeah. Uh, and that scene where it's with um, the 13 Reasons Why kid who plays Marley Shelton's son, he's going through yeah. the house and they keep teasing us with, with long takes that zoom in of him opening doors. And so when he shuts them, you're expecting the jump scare and it's not there. So that scene is built around teasing us with a jump scare um and then it gets to just a jump scare like it ends with just the jump scare that we've all been waiting for yeah. you know what i mean like he gets the front door and locks it and then turns around and ghost faces there so it's i guess like i it's i don't know why you would spend a whole sequence calling it out if you didn't have a more clever way to subvert uh, it although it doesn't totally diffuse it because part of what uh, it does by uh, taking you through the scene and, and constantly setting up these jump scares that don't happen so that when Ghostface actually does appear, they don't set it up the same way. So it happens very quickly. Right. So it is still effective. So I get that. But it felt weird to do a scene that was calling out jump scares to then just do a jump scare. I don't know. Right. And I think that's a lot of the 
an issue with screams especially the later ones it still works to be clear i think i still think it works it was just odd yeah i mean i i should say this and i i feel like a lot of people are going to agree with me on this aspect i've never found a scream movie scary no um no No, they're not scary movies they're fun because of the mystery i think yeah they're they're they say in this they're whodunits uh they're murder like slasher murder mysteries that the meta stuff also what bothered me is they do the they do the thing where they have basically the internet you know the uses uh on the internet complaining about stab eight or whatever yeah um which stab eight looked awesome uh fucking ghostface had a metal mask and a flamethrower i was like show me that yeah that well that's part of the thing is i feel like the meta view of fans was really not like the the i because they do the thing where they're like this is what fans will be saying about this movie and it's like actually not really like like the the thing is like the idea that oh fans are mad if you don't go back to the basics right mm. uh so you got to bring back the legacy people honestly the i think the best thing they did was kill dewey in this and i wish they killed all of them i was hoping uh, they were going to yeah and i and the thing is that like what they don't understand about that and what a lot of what's you know star wars didn't understand what a lot of these things don't understand is that what fans whether or not they know it want from the original is the same feeling uh and you can accomplish that with tonal things and like doing something fresh and not necessarily bringing back the original people it's just it's just the easiest way to do it yeah it's just the yeah i would say call it the laziest laziest, most cynical way to do it is to do it what these what star wars and what this and you know uh, spider-man and all the other ones are doing and so like the meta way they talked about fandom and horror it felt like like it felt like they didn't actually kind of fully understand no these movies Uh, and they were making one yeah i yeah and i think the the meta stuff about fan culture was sloppy it It was was... it was a little sloppy like it was mostly true but like it was like well that's not entirely the case and they're i don't know it's for a movie that purports to be about fan culture it has two scenes where they talk about fan culture and they do it very clumsily and in a way that i don't think is an even though i've am really really sick of of fandom um yeah god yeah uh, toxic fandom is horrible it's a real thing for sure i don't think it wasn't i don't think this movie was entirely fair about it in the way that it described it and sort of the way that it was like uh approaching the idea uh, of making a new scream movie i think if if that makes sense if you're making stuff it's very it changes your perspective for sure for sure and so this is from like whenever fandom is handled from the perspective of people who are on this that other side, I think there's an element of like uh, you, it, it's the same with money, right? Is like you you can grow up poor, but then when you become rich for a while, you slowly forget a little bit. Yeah, and I think there's an element there for sure. Yeah, um, and that's that's fine. I I think ultimately it was more like i don't it did yeah they weren't really saying anything about it um not that a scream movie says anything about anything it's and i like that's the thing is a lot of the issues are issues that's kind of been around since the second movie yeah where it's like it it's the the i i think they i think they should have dropped the meta aspect of scream ages ago they sort of they sort of do in two yeah that's the thing is 
it's always just like kind of a catchphrase. What's your favorite scary movie? Even in three, I would argue three isn't that meta. Um, uh, it's, I mean, the movie, well, the, the movie itself stuff. is meta. <laughs> like Jay and Silent Bob show up. Yeah, that's Carrie that Fisher a plays a character who looks like Carrie Fisher. It's meta in a different way. I yeah. guess it's meta about it Hollywood. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not saying that's a good movie. No, uh, it's a, it is an excruciatingly bad film. I would say Scream Two is pretty good, though. I think that's a fine sequel. It's to uh, it. It's fine. I mean, it's still like I don't really care for any of the sequels, to be honest. Yeah, because well, it's because of the the the, the thing. It's uh, all right. I I guess I I have to defend the sequels because I do like you. Don't Dave? You really don't. Well, here's what I like is I like the <laughs> core idea of a slasher movie mm-hmm. where the killer is always different. Of course. Uh, I love that. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's really cool. It's a good idea for a slasher series. I think Scream 2 isn't isn't great. Uh but I do think I do think that idea is really good, but I do think also that this series largely went down a a wrong path from the start mm-hmm. for sequels. And the meta aspect is one of them. Perhaps even making it all around Sydney is another one. I think that's I, all, I think that's always a mistake for movies like this. Yeah, because it becomes more and more like the connections between the different characters in this new one and Scream Five are ludicrous. And it's because we keep because this movie decided to tie itself to that character. Each sequel has to keep coming up with reasons for killers wanting. The killer's to have a personal vendetta against her specifically. So it, it yeah. becomes it becomes ridiculous and just really, really very silly when, when you have to like, we have to literally have a scene where everybody gathers together in a room and explains to us and themselves who they are and how they're connected to the first movie. And it's like, oh, that's, that's not very right. good. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, uh... <laughs> And I think it's just overall, it's really stagnated the series. Yeah, it it, it uh, prevents it from taking it. It really prevents it from going uh, in in uh, different directions or staying fresh because they keep having to tie it to the same character. Mm-hmm. And part of that is built into the series, but I would say part of it is also like you you didn't have to go back to Woodsboro. You didn't have to do the same thing as Scream Four. You know. Um, I really did like the reveal of like, oh God, we're in Stu's house. I thought that was really cool. Uh, a clever way of doing it where they're shooting it in a way where you don't notice right away. Mm-hmm. But like in terms of the overall plot, it just, I don't know if it needs to stay. Like in this, the killer had nothing to do with pr- Sydney. Only the killers, the past killers. Sydney showing up, the killer doesn't even seem to have wanted her there necessarily. It's like a bonus. Yeah, More than it's it is the, the, else. The, the two killers aren't connected at all. They're just fan. Yeah. They're just fans of the movie who met each other online. Yeah, and then the girl uh, happens to live in Stu's old house. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's their connection. That's it. So, uh, like, so, so, you making, really didn't need them in yeah, it. Yeah, or you you didn't need to establish. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's maybe. I feel like maybe they wrote two versions of the movie. One where the where uh nev campbell and courtney cox and everybody came back and one where they didn't because you could you could remove most of them except for maybe dewey but you could remove them without too much trouble right um we haven't talked about cg skeet cg skeet i popped or or is it makeup i don't know i think it was i think it was both uh but yeah it wasn't skeet ulrich (laughs) 
I, I popped like it was a fucking WrestleMania run in. Like I was so not expecting Skeet to be in this movie, and he totally is. He totally is. I liked that uh, that idea of the character too, of like the ghost of Skeet helping. Right, her. like the ghost of like Skeet is helping her. Jedi. Like this is. <laughs> showing up to her like a fucking force ghost yes, ridiculous. literally shows her where the knife is at the end so she can fucking mercilessly stab jack quaid a thousand yeah. times um, i do have a question though yeah he says to her he so when he's telling about the motivations and he's like no better than billy's long lost daughter who keeps having like visions of him. Like he says that to her. He does. And my question is, did he watch the movie? I Why guess, does he know that? I guess you're supposed to infer that she has told him about this. Right. But, but isn't she surprised that he knows about her relationship though? Like she hasn't told anybody about that. That's true. There is a scene where he's listening at her at the door in the hospital and she comes out and is like, did you hear all that? And he's like, yeah, I did. And it's like, well, are right. you like bummed that your girlfriend is, is related to a serial killer? And he's like, yeah, it is a little weird. So yeah, you're right. He just learned about that. As yeah. far as she knows, he already knew because he's the murderer and has been but stalking her. He so, certainly yeah. doesn't know that she's seeing Ski Ulrich. Yeah, it's, that's funny. I just flagged that as, well, I guess we're supposed to assume that she told him about it, even though they established they've only been dating for, I think, two months, maybe three months. It's, it's, it's like six months, maybe. Maybe. It's, maybe there's a scene that got cut, but it was no, one No, there's still like, the cool. scene that's in there where he learns that she's related to Skeet. Right, so I she mean, definitely I mean, like, didn't tell him beforehand that she saw Skeet. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like a scene after that. A scene after maybe where a she scene sees got him, cut. Yeah. But it's not in the movie, so mm-hmm. that is nonsense. It's, j- it's jibba-jabba. Um, yeah. I was hoping... So the, interest, the, the, the interesting thing about having the main character be related to one of the murderers, Skeet specifically, is that yeah. he shows up a few times to like taunt her and try to basically neg her into becoming a murderer. Um, yeah. And that's why she like left town and abandoned her little sister because she's like afraid she's going to turn to the dark side, as it were. And then she kind of does when she kills Jack Quaid. It's really overkill. Like she stabs him a yeah. billion times and then shoots him like three or four times. Um, really fucking puts him on ice. So I thought what was going to happen in that moment was that it was going to be like the Rob Zombie Halloween, too, where it's like, oh, that. She's she got becomes, a taste for it now. She becomes Skeet, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she becomes, she becomes Skeet, the Skeet. And then murders the other two, murders Courtney and Nev, and it's like, oh, now we got, you know, that's, that, that's, that's, how you, that's how you end a new scream, baby. But they don't do that. They kind of yeah. set it up that maybe that'll be what they do in a, in a sequel, but I wish they wouldn't. Like, I wish movies would stop setting up sequels um, and yeah. just be movies. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish they are done making screams. Yeah. Uh, I wish... Like I, I, you know what? Make ready or not too. You know, like I don't know. Give or invent a new slasher series. Do something. It just you know. And that I don't know, man. Something I flagged earlier that I wanted to come back to is the main character herself, whose name I can't even remember. Okay, Sam. Sam is her is her name. Right. Uh, apart from her skeet connection and the fact that he sees she sees him in a vision a few times and there's this question of whether she's gonna turn to the dark side um apart from that she is the boringest character to the point where she's barely in the movie so 
we have a main like so going through the until we hit like act three i thought more than once i was like we don't have a main character like none of these people is the main character so the movie feels real rudderless for a lot of it it's runtime and it's because our our lead character you can't describe them really like you can't really tell anything about her personality uh she's very very boring and it's nothing against the actress um it's a it's a lot of that it's, it's the the, yeah. the new randy she was also like we were just sort of told that she knows about horror movies we're, 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 we're sort of uh, i mean and she's i i forget the actress's name but she's both her and her twin brother were entertaining performers but they do just sort yeah. of tell us these are the new randys and we're like okay sure yeah, they are I, <laughs> that aspect i actually weirdly enough liked more in scream 4 i liked the new characters in scream 4 more because they felt more fun, like they had more to do, and it's nothing against the actors at all. And but it is like they were just more compelling characters. I didn't give a shit about any of these kids. The, the most interesting characters were the little sister who gets the fucking shit beat out of her. Yeah. Um. And Jack Wait. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But and like, there's. I mean, remember, there's a one character. Like the characters really kind of suck in this. Is like the main character. I think is the biggest problem. Uh, where I'm not I'm not exaggerating when I say she's barely in the movie. Yeah. Um, then there's the the one g- uh, girl who is the girlfriend of the Randy twin. Um, where oh, yeah. she's like I don't even remember what her character's name is. Is she's they she, they so don't bother to was, give her anything. Yeah, she was really trying to. I think that actress was. She was Dude, trying. She was working. She was working with what they gave her. But they like her uh, character was different on a scene by scene basis. We don't. Yeah. She leaves the movie for a long time. So I guess maybe they thought they were setting her up as a suspect, but she never really was. Yeah. It's and, another slasher problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a problem of all of these movies. That's very true. But yeah, she was yeah, like because, a barely well, there character. Because well, you look at like the Friday the Thirteenth. Boy, do they have characters in that. You know what I mean? Where it's like, if you're going to make a slasher, that is something you should think about, right? Is like, well, have some fucking cr- well, crazy ass characters in it. I do think, some weird shit. I think have, have a Crispin Glover or two, you know? For you're gonna, sure. You're going to need that. For sure. But I think that's a bad comparison because yeah, yeah, Friday the fair. 13th, you want Jason is the main character. Like yes. Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy is the main character. Like you're not, yeah. you're these the kids are fodder in those movies. Yeah. Uh, when it's a whodunit, you're really examining each character. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think need, it's more yeah. it's more of a problem in a movie like Scream than it is in Friday Thirteenth or or um, Halloween or you know. Yeah, I, I almost want this. Like, like I have kind of the same disappointment, and this is the new Halloween, although I wasn't expecting much of that, is it also like it sets up something at the beginning that I felt like could have been it. Because, you know, that movie was like you bring Jamie Lee Curtis to the hospital and it's like, oh, is it all going to be like her, you know, already injured having to deal with this? Mm -hmm. And then the movie's like, no, in fact, we don't really have a main character. Yep. Um, And it feels the same way where they do the Drew Barrymore character and she survives and it's like that's interesting that's a different idea and so it's like okay well let's follow that up and like i don't know make it all in the hospital then also when they bring her to a private war like hospital ward that was also dumb too where they're like don't worry we'll bring you into an empty spooky part of the hospital yeah and it's like again like 
one of the clear things they know is crowds are good. Yeah. Because it's just a guy with a knife or one a gal the, with a knife. One of the characters even says that. The, the, yeah. the girl Randy twin. She's like, no, right. I'm not. Oh no! Wait, no! It's the guy, Randy Twin. He's like, it's no, I'm not Randy, going. Yeah. I'm not because the girlfriend asked him if he wants to go upstairs. He's like, uh, no. And then they, <laughs> yeah, and then and then they keep doing it where yeah. they're like, let we better isolate you, and it's like, what? Um, so like, I don't know. I, I guess what I was getting at is like, you start it in a unique way. It would have been cool to have her as the main character and almost like have it all in a hospital. Have it do do an actual who done it and have it all in a in a centralized location. Do something different with the location. Do something different with the dynamic. Like I again, I actually think it would be cool if they killed one of the killers immediately and then you're trying to figure out who the fuck the other killer is or something like that. Yeah. You know, just do something because you're making at least earlier on. Like maybe they kill the yeah. the first killer at the end of act 2 or something. Right. It's the same problem with a movie I liked more, The New Matrix, which I won't spoil anything, but that's a movie that also does the meta thing, where it's like, audiences just want the same thing, and then they don't do anything with that? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where this one does it too, where they're like, audiences get mad if you make things too different. Uh, and like, no, they don't. And in fact, that's part of the problem mm -hmm. that audiences have. And then they just they don't do anything with that they don't go well watch this we're gonna do something different they just do all kind of to the point that it takes place in the same fucking house at the end yeah yeah and it's I, like well shit why did you even point that out in the first place you know yeah why did you do why did you make the 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 girl live in the beginning if you were right gonna do it's like that was that. such that was such a cool idea so it's like why not just stick with this character as the main character now nah, we yeah. gotta shift over to her sister who is flat and boring and completely uninteresting <laughs> but, yeah, she, uh, apart she from didn't... her skeet ulrich uh, uh yeah connection. her skeet visions yeah her skeet, skeet visions. vision <laughs> i want goggles that say that skeet, skeet vision. vision got oh, skeet man. vision goggles don't worry guys i see the world through skeet colored glasses yeah, well, and that, that means a different really... thing, actually. You, uh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and that that was an attempt to make her a character, but yeah. it, it it they had to bring in another character, right. basically. Yeah, we. It's like, well, this this they. I guess they landed on. It's like, ah, that'll make that character plenty interesting. It's like, well, no, it doesn't. I don't know. Right, and then it, again, it all goes back to, and then when we reveal the killers, they're just like, "Bah, we're crazy," and it's it, they're just doing the thing again, and it's like I don't understand, like the beauty of Stu in the first movie because it feels like they're all trying to be Stu, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And there's there's something what, else I want to say about that. So uh, once you okay fun finished with uh, yeah. your point, the beauty of Stu was that he was that like that throughout the movie, mm -hmm. and the 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 neat thing about that character that Matthew Lillard really nailed is that he, he seems just like he seems just like a Matthew Lillard character like like a burnout and then you realize like oh no he's out of his mind yeah and he's been that way the whole movie yeah we just we disguised it as like look at this burnout teen um and so it really worked and then from then on it feels like they, it's like a light switch turns. It's a mask off. off. Yeah, they're like, yeah. yeah, now we're now we're Matthew Lillard, and it's like, well, no. Um, the thing I wanted to point out about that is I was really expecting a Matthew Lillard cameo. 
because yeah they they kind of set it up so again i it's another thing that i worry along with maybe sam the main character becoming a murderer herself that they're like well let's set that up for a sequel uh because the first question that uh tara i think is is the sister the one who survives the attack in the beginning um Mm -hmm. the first question the murderer asks her on the phone is who's the killer in a, or no, it's the last. It's the question she gets wrong. Right, the question she gets right. wrong is who's the killer in, in the original stab, and she says uh, Billy, Billy Loomis, and like, nope, that's wrong. You forgot about Stu. Um, so there was like this thread in the movie of reminding people about Stu's role in the original murders. That like when they get together in the twins' house to go over the rules of a of a requel or a legacy sequel. Um, and tell everybody how they're connected to the first movie in the very sweaty scene. But I mean, it's, you yeah. know, it was, it was quoting the Randy in the video store scene from the first movie. So it's fine. But, um, <clears throat> uh, David Arquette, Dewey has to remind them about Stu. Like they, they, he comes up somehow. Yeah. He's like, Oh no, it's, it wasn't just Billy. Stu was there also. Stu, Stu's a fruit loop. Uh, he was the second killer, but he refers to him in the, in the present tense. Um, so then at the end, and then at the end, the reveal that it's in Stu's house. So I was like, okay, one of these murderers is gonna be connected to him somehow because they're they're I thought, really yeah that would have been really cool too. Yeah, they're really playing up that Sam is connected to Billy. So it's like, man, and they they keep reminding us about Stu. So maybe Stu is gonna show up in like a Harry Connick Jr. copycat thing where he's like in jail or something, right? Um. Uh, with or a, something with yeah. a bunch of tv burn scars on his face i guess <laughs> yeah fuck it the reveal that Stu's alive or, or yeah. i don't know it did feel like it was setting up a lot of different things and some of it's your your classic red herrings but other stuff with like for like yeah um i don't like you, we, i don't like when they introduce red herrings and then don't explain them like yes that drifter guy uh who they reveal is was like somehow related to Stu, and that's why the murderer killed him outside the bar uh and then they have that where like his connection to the group of friends is that he had a summer fling with the twins girlfriend the summer before and they make that seem like it's going to be a thing and then it doesn't amount to anything and then they keep talking about how sam is related to billy uh, but they never tell us who her parents are, <laughs> like, right. like that, who her mom is. To... So I thought it was going to be Nev Campbell, right? Yes. I Well, that, all right. So this was the stuff that, because they do this starting place where the killer is killing people related to the past killers, and then they stop doing that uh, abruptly. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, and so that was when the movie started to lose me, actually, because, and then it never comes back. No. And it was like. Well, why were they doing that? And I, you, I had the same instinct as you. They kept talking about the mom being gone. And I was kept being like, it's weird that the mom's gone, that she's not showing up because her daughters are going to get like, how bad of a mom is she? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they try to add this stuff where they're like, Psh, typical. But I thought they were setting up something like Sydney's dad in the first one mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, maybe he's maybe she's the killer. Maybe it's something like I really did like the idea of like the killer not being any of the people we've met. Um, I thought that would have been something no one would have expected. It kind of spits in the face of a whodunit. And I understand that. Yeah. Um, but had it been done, this is it. It's this is kind of my brain going like, give me something, anything. Give me some sort of surprise. 
and so, yeah, I, my brain was going in the same place as yours, which I was like, well, who is that lady? Was was she in the original Scream? Is she somebody? Is, is she, she somebody a character? We know? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and so, like, and it was all about the killers, and then it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that random guy who died, it was like, well, what was the point of him? Nothing. He had no point. He wasn't yeah. even really a red herring. Uh, yeah, he wasn't anything. Because he dies immediately. And then like his connection to Liv, I think is the character's name, who's the girlfriend of the twin boy whose name I forget. Uh, yeah. The, 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 the poor actress whose character just is nothing as a non-character. The only thing she right. has is this suspicious connection to this weirdo drifter who gets murdered immediately. And then that just is not anything yeah it's like oh, right. all right <laughs> like i don't mind red herrings but they have to you can't just introduce them and then abandon them you know what i mean right like you have yeah. to have some sort of explanation for it or else it's just like oh where well, you were just throwing a bunch of shit at me to be confusing right and yeah really what it all comes down to for me with this movie and again like writing a movie is tough dealing with producers particularly a whodunit is tough yeah um, and so I don't know what kind of nightmare they, I assume they wrote it as well. Did they write it as well? No, at least oh, they're not, okay. at least they're not credited. Okay. I, I assume it was some nightmare to write this because you're writing your fifth screen. It's scream. It's got all these probably producers and people where it's like, you have to put this in, you got to do that. So already it sucks. But what it comes down to is the writing for me or the story where I guess it's everything where, so they, they set up all this meta stuff and they set up all these elements and then they don't go anywhere or do anything clever while saying, while being like, Ooh, fans are going to hate it. Critics are going to, you know, be mad at us. Meh. Like they do that meta thing, but they're not making anything that is that great. Yeah. And then on top of that, the actual kills are fine like they're not like it it wasn't very clever like we've been saying so it all amounts to this movie that's like sort of like like mocking fandom in this weird way that doesn't really go anywhere well not being a particularly great movie on top of that uh and so that's where it comes down to like yeah this movie was fine <laughs> like i didn't hate it yeah no, i wasn't I it was, mad at it no i thought it was fine i i had fun watching it I had fun watching it too. It just doesn't like it talks a big game and then doesn't really uh, follow up on that. That's really what it is. Yeah. Um, it's certainly fun, but it, it, to me, it's no different than the fourth scream, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think so. it, I, I, I appreciated it more that they made an attempt to pass the torch to a new generation. Yeah, because like that, that 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 scream four was so baffling when it yeah, when it yeah. didn't do that. Like, oh, well, do you think you're gonna keep getting these three back for more and more <laughs> scream movies? Like, yeah, what, well, that was you... Wes, right? Wes Craven did that one. He did, yeah. Um, I I still did appreciate that because the reason I liked that is because it was one of the only surprises in the movie. That's um, fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, where it's like, oh, that that because again, it's all about the meta, right? And then it's all about well, how do we how do we dunk on the meta? And then there's the element of the it's it really comes down to oh the killer always comes back at the end that bit right? Mm-hmm. And there's always these you know scream one Billy does scream two um 
uh, what happened? The other killer comes back and it's like, oh, it's it's a little fun little thing, right? Uh, I don't know how they do it in Scream 3. I forget. I don't remember, man. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a thousand years ago. Who can even yeah. say? Scream 4 does the cool thing where you think it's over and it's not. They're always trying to find this meta. And then this one, they just have the second person come back again. Um, and so like... My point is that it's all about we set up the meta, we set up the rule, and then we break it in some way, or we do it, mm-hmm. but but we do it in this twisty way where it's like, it's not the boyfriend again. Oh, wait, it is. <laughs> um, and I guess the fourth one had set up one meta that I didn't see coming, which is the reboot, the rules of a reboot, which is, yeah, you add more characters, then you stick with them. And they were like, nah, we're going to kill every single one, including the person you think is the protagonist. Uh, and I did think that was interesting That's because fair. that was something I hadn't seen before. Um, yeah. It's still, you know, it's, it's scream for. Yeah. So it's uh, not good. Yeah. In my opinion. No, it's not good, but uh, yeah, I think that one is ultimately going to stick with me a little longer. Like I remember what's her name? Kirby, the, the Randy of it. Like she was way more charismatic. Yeah. Hayden Panettiere. Uh, yeah. Like I th- and that's me saying the name of a character from Scream Four. <laughs> like that's wild. Scream Four also has a Culkin in it. It's got that Rory Culkin. Yeah, it's got that Rory. And he's Culkin. one of the murderers. Yeah. So uh, spoilers for Scream Four. Spoilers for Scream Four, I guess. Yeah, and this one, like, I'm not gonna fucking remember any of these characters' names. Oh hell no. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's fine. You're either gonna see it or you're not. You know. Uh, but it's very much like. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. It, it's even like the stereotype of like, okay, it's the fifth one. Where do we go from here? It's, it's like, well, fucking Jason went to Manhattan. What, wait, which one was of, the fifth one? He sort of went to Manhattan. He sort of did. I uh, know the fifth got, one was when they killed Jason and had it at the halfway house with a fake Jason. Oh right, yeah. Fakeson. Fakeson. <laughs> Fosen. So that was a that was that the was, worst one. But I mean, it still has um, the the incredible scene of of the guy uh, chewing out Vic tell you something Vic you're a real right, meanie and then Vic loses his mind and axes him to death and that's an incredible sequence right and I know the screams aren't those and it's not it's certainly not uh Nightmare on Elm Street either but there's an element of when you're making like more slashers mm-hmm. where you start going off the rails in delightful ways yeah honestly have Ghostface fight Michael Myers <laughs> like fuck it like that's where I'm at with this where it's like go in that direction i like, guess i don't know like i don't know like what's the next one gonna be like it's is it just gonna be the same shit like i'm just sick of people in houses getting phone calls and the and the this like it's just i don't care how meta they keep making it and being like oh it's like the other ones it's like exactly it's like the other ones <laughs> like do something different i'm begging you scream or just stop making screams i don't know i don't know yeah i mean I like whodunits. So. I love whodunits, but they have to be well made. And I wouldn't say it's with Scream. It's like, at least with this one and some of them, it's like a roll of the dice, you know, where it's like, there's no way I could have guessed it was this person. Yeah. Although, I mean, this one, it's very clear. Yeah. Um. So I wish. Yeah. But I don't not know. for the right reasons. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, for fair reasons, but like, yeah, a little more work could have been done there. It, not not to include so many characters like Liv who just have no identity. And so, well, she's obviously not the killer. 
Yeah. They're whodunits to an extent, because I think one of the things I like about whodunits is also the howdunit part of it, right? Is it the someone says it's this person and this is how it was done. And then you watch it again and you're like, ooh, that's clever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like the first scream, there is an element of that as you can watch it and be like, oh yeah, it well, is the, them, isn't it? Well, the, yeah, the first, the first scream also had, again, there's so much you can't put back in the bag, you know, you can't put the genie back in the bottle, but like the fact right. that there are two killers in the first scream was, right. was part of, was that how done it? Cause yeah. it, it, it was genuinely a really, really great reveal in that movie. Yep. Yeah, it was, you know how, you know, all right. So. I don't know if this is a good idea. It was a thought I had uh, during this is what if they had three killers? And then once I had that thought, I was like, oh, why not do like a cult? Why not do like 10 killers? Why not do Hot Fuzz? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's exactly what Hot Fuzz is. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and it's like, well, why not have, yeah, do something interesting with that aspect too. Just, uh, I don't know, something, <laughs> something different. Yeah, would have been neat. Yeah, mix mix it up more. Yeah, put them on a um, put them on a cruise ship, so it's like Death on the Nile. Yeah, honestly, S- scream like, on a it, booze yeah. cruise would be pretty great. Embrace the whodunit side of it, and yeah, yeah actually have that sort of situation. Well, I mean, another um, another another aspect. I mean, you mentioned the phone calls, but that's like kind of part of Scream's DNA is is the game that Ghostface plays with the victim. Right. This this one felt rushed. Like the first part. It, it it was fine. I liked, like, the, I don't, pro- I liked the prologue. Yeah, it was fine. It was a fine it update. Did, the, I guess it what it is is that we all know where it's heading yeah. every time. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know what to do with that. Because you're right, is it is the phone call stuff. It's also how you always know there's two killers, unless the movie's badly made. Because they often do the thing where the killer pops out while she's talking to the killer. And it's like, well, she would have heard the killer behind that door they did do well it would be very true. funny if they did a version where she hears murmuring from the closet yeah it's like well that's you're clearly in the closet right now yeah uh they did do a, a good bit where they show that Ghostface has the voice changer changer on the costume yeah um yeah so i thought yeah, that was neat that was that was a neat idea but you'd still like hear him you'd still hear talking. it yeah that's true yeah. Although in that in that scene specifically, uh, it was the girl who's I can't remember the character's name. Um, yeah, Amber. Why? Amber. She. W- what was funny about her being one of the killers is that she plays Sadie Mae Glutz in, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She plays one of the three Manson family murderers. Oh, that's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> Typecasting. Good for her. Yeah, yeah. She's killing it. Yeah. She's, she's got murder face. She's got murder face for yeah. sure. Ghost face, if you will. If you will. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. It's, yeah. Again, it's fine. You're either, you're, you're either a Scream fan and you've already seen it or you're going to see it. Yeah. Uh, or you've, you've stopped watching the series a while ago and I don't fully blame you for that. Uh, I mean, it's fine. You know, it's, it's fine. It's, 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 tol- it's perfectly it's fine. Perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not amazing, um, but it gets the job done. Yeah. It's going to... When I, I was thinking this while watching it, I was like, I bet I'll enjoy watching this on one of our Friday nights two years from now. Yeah. Like, and I know that's the next time I'm going to watch it, you know? Most likely, yeah. Yeah, where it's like, I'm not, I I wasn't particularly blown away. It didn't really do anything for me. Uh, 
I'm sure I'll watch it again at some point, but that's more has to do with the fact that I watch everything. Yeah. Then, yeah. Yep. Um, Just running out the clock. Yep. (laughs) Until death takes me. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's enough. (laughs) That's where we'll end this. (laughs) Uh, Hey, listen, folks. Thanks for listening. Uh, If you're interested, we have a Patreon. For $5 a month, you get access to Tom and Jeff Watch Batman. Fox Mulder is a maniac. We also have podcasts with our, our sister network, Small Beans. Those are Star Trek The Next Futurama and Spielboys. They're all available for $5 a month on our Patreon. Uh, I just mentioned Movie Night. We watch movies every Friday night with our patrons. You could do that as well for a little more. Uh, yeah, just go there and, and look around. Yeah. See, what, see if you like anything. Yeah, just go poke around, root around the trash there. Yeah. Uh, we also have a store. Oh. Head over to GameFlanEmployed.com. What? Oh, uh, rate us on the um, oh yeah wherever you listen to podcasts do that do that thing yeah uh and head over to gameplayandemployed.com you'll find a link to our teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts stickers mugs posters all kinds of things so check that out while you're at it yeah while you're doing all those things make an afternoon doing of it. The, yeah just make a whole app put on a scream sequel mm-hmm. i don't care which mm-hmm. doesn't matter yeah doesn't matter just put Although, one on i will say there's now double the skeet uh in that's the stream. true yeah <laughs> sort of sort of i do you think they got skeet for it because it really did not yeah that, that was that skeet did they get skeet yeah they got skeet they got skeet that's not reused footage i know but that's also not skeet <laughs> well it's it's been yeah it's all it, he's been homunculied uh to look like he did 25 years ago but yeah I would see. I would argue that nothing about that looked like Skeet. And I, I, so I thought that was an actor that they got that was Skeet-like, Mm-mm. a Skeet-like actor. Nope. Did you look this up? Are you sure? Yes, he is in the credits. No fucking. If you shit. if you watch the credits, they do like the Predator thing where they show everybody on screen and then tell you what the actor's name was, and they oh, they credit I didn't get Skeet. That, far. that was I him. I can't believe that Skeet. Yeah. Oh. All right, so this is an amazing movie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Skeet's back, baby. Skeet's back.